This is Dumbline, the podcast of dumb crimes and even dumber criminals. Welcome to episode four of Dumbline. And if you're with us now, we must be doing something right, and we love you for acknowledging that. Or we're doing something terribly poor and wrong, and you, for some reason, have something wrong with you, and you dig it, and we love you even more for that. It's just so bad, it's good. <laughs> yes. I am Greg, your quasi-host, and I'm joined by the lovely and talented and brilliant writer, punk rock goddess, Maria Raha. Hello. And my golfing buddy, Jason. We have to give Jason another. I like just the golfing you know buddy. I'm, I'm okay with golf. Okay, buddy. good. Okay, I'm, good. I, I appreciate that. Okay. Trying to promote that title. So I am looking forward to today so much. I don't even know if I could put it into words. I've had a rough week. I had a semi successful battle with a village of roaches in my basement. <laughs> and I battled a corporation who wasn't helping me out with a dead HVAC unit. And. I emailed, you know, what we all do, email the CEO of a $22 billion corporation and somehow something gets done. So A regional manager calls you the next day. Yeah, yeah, the and, next day. And gets you a, a new HVAC unit. Yeah. As long as you keep it to email, being a Karen is okay. Just don't do it in per Like, I don't mean okay in the way, racist way, but in the manager, let me speak to the manager way. Oh, yeah. I do. I email CEOs all the time, mm-hmm. and it, it, everything works out fine. He's, a, he's, the, he's the first one I've heard this from, and now you're kind of co-signing it. Mm-hmm. it. It makes a lot of sense. Those guys don't want to deal with that. He had a regional manager call him the next day and was like, oh, the CEO put the, how do, you, how do you think that got on my desk? Right, right. Done. And you know, you guess every combination of email address possible for the CEOs. That's what, exactly. And, and one of and them goes through. I only got one bounce back, so I knew something hit somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... Bingo. All right, Marie, what do you got for us? Okay. So this week, we'll be talking about three men in Australia. International. Dumbline goes international. International Dumbline instead of international dateline. So this is about Russell Hammond, who was 49 when this event occurred, Gareth Giles, who was 24, and Christopher, Christopher Coulter, who was 18. It will come as no surprise to anyone that at least one of these men is dumb. Sources for this story include the Geelong Advertiser. Geelong, that's the name of a city in Australia. I didn't know that. A Geelong? Geelong. I even looked up the pronunciation. What is it? G- what it's is it spelled? G-E-E-L-O-N-G. And thank God I looked up the pronunciation because I would have been like, Geelong? Geelong. <laughs> That, that thick right. northeast accent so, yeah, when makes I, everything sound beautiful. When I stumble over Jalong through the whole rest of the episode, <laughs> forgive me. Um, okay, so other sources beside Jalong Advertiser is The Weekend Australian, The Age, The Sydney Morning Herald, and many other outlets, which had very short stories about this. Russell Hammond was a world traveler who was living in Drysdale, Australia at the time of the event. Drysdale is southwest of Melbourne and a suburb of the larger city of Geelong. In 2012, he was a call center employee who lived alone and had the night of January 5th off. That night, Giles and Coulter, who both lived in the town of Leopold, which is not terribly far from Drysdale, they're all suburbs of Geelong, Um, they told... Giles' mother that they were going out for cigarettes, and Coulter was Giles' sister's boyfriend. So instead of going out for cigarettes, they headed to Drysdale on the bus, which is about seven miles from Leopold. Hammond opened his door to Giles and Coulter, 
And um, Giles and Coulter had known each other through a work fair program. They call it work on the dole. So I'm assume I mm. looked it up. It is very close to what we have as a quote unquote work fair. Okay. Um, and Giles had even stayed with Hammond when he was homeless, but they hadn't been in touch in five years. One story said that Giles had seen Hammond a few days earlier on the third, but no other publication reported that. Hammond invited Giles and Coulter in for a drink, and soon after, he was strangled and killed and put in the trunk of his own car. Is this just a drop-in? Yeah. I mean, because they just—they, I mean, they're obviously they said yeah. they're going to go get cigarettes, and they end up taking a bus. Well, I they think they're, t- they're covering their story. They were covering their story, yeah. um, and they took a bus over to his house, and it was just a drop-in. But he like warmly welcomed them wow. and let them come in. Yeah, I'm not a big drop-in guy. I would see. I'm not getting strangled by some random friends who stop by. <laughs> You're not coming out in without notice. So Coulter and Giles stole Hammond's TV, a computer, his wallet, two shovels, and gasoline. They didn't even bring their own equipment. They just relied on the equipment being at his house. You can't bring that on the bus. You can't get on the bus well, with, no, with but shovels and... Maybe don't take a bus. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I mean... Did they take his car? I'm getting there. How, oh, all right. I'm just, how are they getting out of here with a TV and shovels? Yeah, I'm yeah. assuming yeah, everything's in the... So the next day, dirt bikers found Hammond's body in Corio, which is also a suburb of Geelong. He was badly burned. Um, did I say suburb? Mm-hmm. Okay. Suburb of Geelong. He was badly burned, bound, and gagged. After dumping the body, Giles and Coulter then drove Hammond's car to Leopold and burned it. An autopsy eventually revealed that manual strangulation was the cause of death. So now the facts get a little murky. There were... There was no information about how the cops actually figured out that these two were responsible for this. But Giles' sister, Brianna, who is Coulter's girlfriend. Jesus, all these things are just flowcharts I need. I I can't keep track of all these people. We can put it through 23andMe before the episode (laughs) if you want to figure it out. (laughs) Just need a big whiteboard. (laughs) All right. So So Giles' sister, Brianna, said that she had seen them carrying a TV and a backpack and walking home early on January 6th. So they did walk home the after they burned day. his car. In, the his next, car the next so day. So they left his car there. Yep. Okay. So, however, the police found did out. Did she that, not confront them? She just sees some people walking out of his house with a TV and stuff. And she asked them what they were doing, and they just didn't say much. Like, Guile said he was just taking some stuff from his dad's house. Like, they, he gave a really vague answer, and then she went to bed, and they stayed up playing chess, quote unquote, as she said. I don't know if they were playing chess. I, I doubt it. Yeah. When we get into what these clowns did, I don't think they were playing, playing chess. chess. When the police arrived at the two men's home, which is Giles' mother's house, Giles has been living with his mother as a recluse for a very long time, they found the TV in Coulter's room, and Hammond's wallet was just sitting in Giles' room. This was like five days later. He just didn't do anything with the wallet, just sat there. And then when the police interrogated them, each of them said, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I was taking a piss, and I came out, and he was strangling him. Like, both of them had the same story, but they were blaming each other for the crime. I wonder if that was, I wonder if that was planned or they just, you know what I mean? Oh, that's pretty good because reasonable doubt. Who's telling the truth here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You just, then they just charge both of them with accessory to murder or something. I mean, these guys are just sitting around. They don't think a hole in this story is going to be like, yo, we know, we both know this guy's dead and we're just hanging out with his TV. Playing, yeah. what did you say playing video games or something? <laughs> it was in his room. I don't know if he was playing his, video games. His wallet. Yeah, it was his wallet. I don't think these guys were playing chess at all. 
Okay, so that's not even the dumb. That's not, we haven't even gotten to the dumb yet. This is just the story. Can you believe it? What Hammond didn't know was that Giles had made a plan. Here comes the dumb. It was called the Advocate Document, and it was an 18-step list of how to commit a murder. Giles had created the list on November 13, 2011, and saved it to his computer. He also spoke to a neighbor about what it might be like to kill someone, that he would like to experience prison, and then he tried to get the neighbor to help him commit a murder. This guy is doing everything wrong right now. Uh, Opposite. Putting, this, putting anything on your computer is, is, is by far dumb number one. Like Talking the, to your neighbors about yeah. those kinds of things. Okay, so 13 of Guile's 18-item list matched what he and Coulter did to Hammond. 13 items. Check. Tell neighbors I'm thinking about <laughs> killing someone. Check. Strangle. Yeah. Check. Yeah, yeah. Most, research Google most effective ways to strangle. Did that. So, so I, bet, I, bet, I bet delete your search history was not on there at all. Oh, definitely not. All right. The list was also still on his computer when it was confiscated by police. Sweet. So he didn't even try to delete right. Here's the my, document, which it would have gone somewhere anyway. I mean, make it hard for him at least. And we, yeah, like, if you have some doubt, here's my checklist, my yeah, to-do it's, list it's, for and murder. And it's on your desktop. Yeah. Like it's not in a folder or anything. Yeah, like, totally. it, it boots up. And it's yeah. the, it's the here's only, how I'm going to kill someone yeah. in capital letters. Yeah. <laughs> the only document yeah. on the desktop, and it's like how to murder. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's hear this. Okay. Chat. I'm imagining this checklist is coming. Oh, it's coming. So this is the list that I, of items that pertain directly to the case. There are items nine through twelve are missing. So I'm assuming this list is from the trial because the judge specifically referenced those um, items as not being pertinent to the case. So so it didn't. So they didn't bring them in. Yeah, they just gotcha. didn't bring them in. So it was Supreme Court Justice Betty King who presided over Giles' trial. And she noted that items 9 through 12 referred to burying the body, bleeding out the body, and removing the victim's skull. And that was not pertinent? That was not anything that happened during the case. So they just left it out. All right. Makes sense. Okay. So here is the list. Number one, catch boss to Vic's home. Sweet. Now, when he says Vic, he means victim, obviously. I just oh, want to make that clear. Oh. Well, a little, I didn't a make little, that connection. A little subterfuge there. You know, oh. we'll just put yeah. just shorten the word victim <laughs> yeah. to the word that everybody uses on Law and Order. I mean, at least they <laughs> say Vic on Law and Order, do they? I'm they, pretty sure they do. Oh, oh that would make sense. He didn't say Russell. He didn't say Russell. Yeah, so. he didn't say Russell. Uh, number two, advocate makes an entrance. So he considers the murderer an advocate, which is very bizarre to me, and I can't. Now, are you extrapolating um, advocate from like ADV, or did he actually type No, he advocate? said advocate, and it's called the advocate document. Interesting. So he thought someone wouldn't look at it, I guess? I don't know. Why is he referring to himself as an advocate? I don't know, but the rest of the list, like if you look at it, it's obvious. Like, you know, oh, if you're going to call it advocate plan and then refer to, you know, Catch bus to Vic's home. Instead, you write eat scrambled eggs at the diner. That would have made a lot more sense. I'm wondering if it, in prison, someone was like, "What is the advocate document? You mean uh, like the adversary document?" And he's just like, "Damn, I did mean adversary." <laughs> I always get them confused. Damn advocate, it. Damn the it. fuck is Damn that? It. <laughs> adversary, adversary. I have to remember right, right. that. Jesus. Next time. <laughs> All right. Okay, so number three. 
tie Vic up with rope and, tuck, and duct tape. Mm-hmm. Number four, take Vic's possessions, i.e. car keys, shovels, wallet. Man, they're under the shovels. <laughs> this, what the fuck is up with this? This is this need for unbelievable. Shovels. This, this, this all seems very basic. Like, like if, I was, if I was going to, to do this... Like I feel like just tie the person up would just would just automatically come to you. This sounds like a treatment for a book deal, like murder for dummies. This guy's yeah. trying to lay it all out so anyone can take care of this. <laughs> okay, so we're up to number five. Take Vic out back. Number six, throw Vic in back of Vic's car. Number seven, throw Vic's possessions in back of car. So this does seem like overly what possessions? obvious. Yeah, yeah, what possessions are we going and with here? Why are you well, gonna, why are you gonna, well, why are you? <laughs> why would you throw the the TV in with the body? Because if there's any sort of like DNA or blood or whatever, that's just all over your all over your TV. Like, I feel well, like you want to keep those. I think the TV is like the you, least of their problems well, right now. I think now. you want to keep your booty and the and the body separate, so they mm. don't they don't uh, cross contaminate each other. Um, okay, we're up to number eight. Drive to burial site. <laughs> Google Google burial site in Google Maps. I'm surprised these guys didn't like drive into a lake like Michael Scott on the office. Like, <laughs> like they might forget if we if I don't write this down, we're just going to be we're driving gonna, around with this yeah. dude in the trunk. Yeah, we're not going to know where to go. <laughs> we stop off, play some billiards, and next thing you know, we forget we got a body. Man, what were what were we supposed yeah, yeah. to do? Yeah, I yeah. thought we had something to do yeah, tonight. Yeah. We have plans. So after drive to burial site, there are the four unlisted items that I mentioned before. Number thirteen: cover up blood with dirt. In the house, are we saying? I mean, out I in the dirt in guess the fields. He means in the fields, but like, mm-hmm. in, is that really in the, necessary? In the yard, you're taking maybe the, in the, the yard Vic to the yard. Yeah, just cover the blood up with a little dirt. Throw, throw some dirt on it. I yeah. guess. Number 14, pack up tools. Smart. <laughs> smart, the, smart, smart. How are they going to know to pack up the tools if there was no what like, tools? number to take the tools out? Well, he, they stole the two shovels. Yeah. Are we saying shovels or and tools? And gasoline. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I assume. I don't know what else. No, they referenced them as tools earlier, yeah. and now suddenly they're tools. I mean, shovels yeah. earlier, now they're tools. I'm surprised that they didn't have like another step that was like, take out tools. Because it's all we're also like closed back door. <laughs> two guys wandering around the street with some shovels <laughs> and a TV. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, number fifteen: drive car to burning or drowning site. <laughs> they're gonna drown the car. Do you drown the car? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> number seventeen: burn or drown Vic's car. All right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, drown the car. <laughs> okay. Take it, take it to the the bird site. Walk away. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, you predicted number eighteen. It's it's great. Leave question mark. There's actually a question mark. <laughs> like it's up for debate. Like if it again, if it's not written down, they may just remain at this site we'll for like eternity, infinity. Like, and then it's up for debate. With the question mark, it's not even no, like leave. Like, I'm an exclamation leaving? mark guy. I mean, leave exclamation mark. Like I leave mean, urgently. Leave, leave urgently. Why would we leave? Leave? Yeah, leave question mark. Picnic? <laughs> Picnic? <laughs> Denny's? Oh no, it was Australia. Maybe it wasn't Denny's. Okay. So based on this evidence, 
Giles and Coulter were arrested by the Wednesday after Hammond was killed. Surprise, surprise. The motive was simply to find out what it was like to murder someone. That's the only motive for this. Mm-hmm. They, that was, Giles that, just wanted to know what it was like to murder somebody. Have these people not heard of murder mystery dinners? Do none of their friends do murder <laughs> mystery, mystery dinners? You can, be the, you can be the person who doesn't. Yeah, yeah, you you don't. can know what it's like to be interrogated by people. You don't have to. Like, yeah, we actually got to do this. I mean, I, I think like it takes us special kind of person to actually want to know what it actually feels like but it seems like it's a profile so do you have information coming that'll lead us to why they chose russell no there is no rhyme or reason no rhyme or reason there was some russell hammond was gay and there was a lot of debate in um trashier media about the fact that maybe this was like a sex act gone wrong but there's no evidence of that so, um, Giles' psychological profile was drawn up by Professor Paul Mullen, who's a forensic scientist and clinical director of Forensic Care, which is a program for mentally ill offenders in Australia. Um, and a publication called The Age reported on that, on those findings. So, I'm going to read some of that. Quote, he appears never to have made the transition from school to either work or further education. Similarly, his functioning and interests seem not to have changed much over the last decade. If anything, there is a suggestion of a decline in his functioning. More dramatic is his sense of being separated from other people and about the possibility of any true connection. This is not, he says, based on a sense of superiority to others, nor overt fear of them. The isolation he feels stems from an inability to maintain any sense of being able to understand others or to feel understood by others. The court may conclude that given Mr. Giles is far more intelligent, older, and knew the victim, that he is more likely to have played the lead role in the killing. Mr. Giles is a highly intelligent man who has never been able to use his abilities effectively, either in education or relationships. If he were to find an outlet in real intellectual attainments rather than pseudo-philosophical ruminations, it might make him less alienated from others. He had relationships? I'm, he said he was close to his niece and a dog. And those were the only two beings that he felt connected to. Mm -hmm. And he said he hung out with Coulter because Coulter was dating his sister and he kind of wanted to make his sister happy. So we would just hang out with him. No history of absent-mindedness in this or leaving notes around the house of basic (laughs) things to do? (laughs) Wipe butt. Sounds like a little... Sounds like a little OC, like an OCD. Yeah. Like you have to have everything spelled out. Yeah, like every day. Yeah. This guy's a mess. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he's writing another fucking list. <laughs> okay, so Giles was found guilty of murder in October 2013 and was sentenced to a minimum of 21 years. Coulter, who was, as it was brutally put by the Geelong advertiser, quote, more intelligent than just 0.2% of his peers. <laughs> just like... Wait. Why would you just... Why put it that way? He was more intelligent than, than what? 0.2% of his peers. So okay. he was extremely He has some kind of He's challenge. He's in the 0.2 yeah. percentile. Yeah. Or, yeah. Hmm. Um, he did not face a jury trial because of that. Instead, he had a hearing in front of a judge who sentenced him to 25 years without a minimum attached, as Giles has a mandatory minimum of 21 years. Any of the, any of the sentencing for the the thievery of shovels was it all just murder? Charges? It was all murder, abusing a corpse, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Thievery of shovels didn't come into play, but yeah. I believe there were charges for the TV and the computer. They got yeah, no they respect got, for they shovels. Got, they got to drop that. They got to just drop that. And the gasoline. I mean, 
At this point, yeah, gasoline this price, would be like a yeah, felony. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like gold. It's like coins. <laughs> it's like coins. Grand larceny gas. <laughs> um, so, Supreme Court Justice Betty King, who oversaw Giles, who oversaw Giles' trial, said, um, "This is like a finishing quote that wraps this up very nicely." I'm unsure whether it really fits the category of what some might call a thrill kill, as I do not believe you have sufficient emotional awareness to even understand the feeling of being thrilled. That's cold. He deserves it. Yeah. Oh, he absolutely deserves it. Neither of these guys, no one confessed. They don't know which one of these two did it. No, it's just like he did it. Hmm. I was taking a pee and he... Well, I honestly think Giles is the one who did it. Because if Coulter did have... um, some kind of um, mental disability, if that's the right word, or um, learning difference, it would make more sense that Giles, as the intelligent person in the duo, would just mimic what actually happened and say the same thing. Or just, man- I mean, I'm sure this person was easily manipulated. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, there was one article that speculated that he might have been in it for the TV. Like, maybe Giles said to him, if you help me, you can get this big screen TV. See, I think if that was if that was actually the case, it would have been on a list. There would have been like number <laughs> lie four, to sisters, boyfriend, person you are smarter than, and convince them <laughs> to kill someone for two shovels and a TV. <laughs> that wasn't on the list, so I don't think Giles is your man here. I think this Coulter guy is putting on a. Facade. I want to see some of his other lists. This can't be the <laughs> yeah, only right, list. Right. This can't be the only just, one. Just post-it notes everywhere. All right. Let's go back. Let's recap the dumb of Gareth and Chris. Gareth Giles and Chris Coulter. There's so many things wrong here. We have the bus. You can't take public transportation. I'm imagining this is not a, it's not like going to a center city in North America, New York or Philadelphia. People are going to know you're on a bus going to this town. Plus he's yapping to his neighbors. Right, trying to trying to get them just some to, small talk. How, yeah. How's the going? weather? Oh, you know, I'm thinking I'd like to know what another like to kill somebody. I'm thinking maybe <laughs> you want you want to join? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. About, I'm thinking about strangling somebody, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I don't know if that's something that might interest <laughs> yeah. you. What do you think? Would you use chains yeah. or would you use your hands? Yeah. We'll, we'll strangle somebody real quick. We'll grab some beers. Yeah. We'll come home. It'll be yeah. okay. Oh, you guys went to you guys went to Thailand. I'm thinking. I was wondering what it'd be like to be in prison. <laughs> 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 yeah. so, I mean, this guy's starting off. We're not even at the computer yet. <laughs> not even at, not even at the computer. Which which brings us to, I mean, I feel like everybody. This is a running theme of just leaving murder documents on your computer. I feel like you write that down on a piece of paper and then and like then burn, burn it. it. Wonder if he had little boxes. Yeah, little boxes next to it. He's probably like, does this guy have a pen around anywhere? I didn't bring one with me. <laughs> Fuck, number fucking 19. Get bring pen. pen. <laughs> Maybe that was 9 through 12. It was a 9 through 12. Yeah, they had bring nothing to do with the murder. Bring a pen. <laughs> pack a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, pack a sandwich. I was going to go bring your lunch. <laughs> All right, and then we got the list. That's it. The list, the the walking walking down the street, carrying carrying the, someone carrying else's the, television, t- carrying yeah. somebody else's television, while your your sister slash <laughs> boyfriend sees sister you slash and, girlfriend, yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And, and asks you about that, and you yeah. give some vague response on how you got this TV, and then also 
Christopher Coulter, who is only as intelligent as 0.2% of his peers, is playing chess in the middle of the night? Yeah. Yo, where's he at? Maybe he's in a Mensa society I mean, or something. Hey, that, listen. I'm his a, peers? Who are his peers? I am, a, I am a fairly intelligent person, and I cannot play chess. I can't do it. I have a mental breakdown every time I try and play chess. So I don't understand. Why not pick checkers? Just pick something more believable. <laughs> All right, Maria. You know, I... Going into this, I had no idea what to expect. I, if I made up a bingo card, I wouldn't think a murder checklist probably would not be on my bingo card as far as something we'd come across and left on your computer. Not even incognito or, I don't know. Yeah, clear your cash. <laughs> it's nope. probably backed up on like Microsoft's cloud. It was probably everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, everywhere. He probably did it on Google Docs. Yeah, I'm sure he printed it out. There's copies like, laying around the with, house. Let me just share this with Chris. He can make comments. It showed his neighbor. Hey, have you ever thinking about doing a murder? Like inline comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't forget the sandwiches. Yeah, Chris added leave question mark. <laughs> yeah, maybe he added the question mark. Do we really? Yeah, maybe have to they leave? had to discuss it. Maybe they had to discuss it and figure out if they're leaving or not. Yeah. All right, Maria, thanks for that one. It's nice to be down in Australia. Uh, Jason, give us our socials. We got socials, I think, that people can go follow us at. We do have socials. Make sure to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all Dumbline Podcasts. Like, subscribe, uh, follow us, and uh, we would really appreciate that. We'll start adding some, we'll start creating a bunch of content for that, and would love to interact with, uh, with you guys as fans. So, yeah, check us out. All right. Thank you, Maria. Thank you, Jason. Thanks, guys. Be sure to rate and subscribe. Yeah, thanks again, Mike. Yeah, rate and subscribe. Remember, we're dumb line. We're like Dateline, but we're dumb. Tell all your friends. <laughs> Peace. See you guys. Bye.